Let's go in-depth on Iowa State with the Des Moines Register. It's time for Cyclone Insider, powered by G-Mig's 5th Street Pub on 1460 KXNO. Hello, welcome to the Cyclone Insider here with the Des Moines Register on 1460 KXNO. And uh, kind of a, um impromptu show today as we're up in Ames at the time we recorded this. We had to do it a little bit earlier in the day uh, because Iowa State had its pro day today for um, for football, obviously, and then uh, spring football. It opened a couple of weeks ago, but this is when the kind of the media session of it starts, and Matt Campbell is available uh, literally right now as you listen to us on 1460 KXNO, hence why we had to record this up in Ames today. But Randy Peterson joins me here for segment one, and then we'll talk with Tommy Birch here uh, just around the corner. And we're, we're at Pro Day today, um, the scrum, as we like to call yeah. it, is is happening, and Jamie Pollard tweets out a contract extension for head coach Steve Prohm. I think we both thought this was going to be coming. Uh, didn't know exactly when. Um, but what it does, Randy, it shuts down any of those Alabama rumors, anything like that. And, you know, Prohm really wants to be here. It's not lip service when he says that. He 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 does want to be here. And he pretty much shut it down after the game on, on Friday outside the locker room there at the BOK Center in Tulsa. Um, he, he was asked, you know, what's, what's up with the, you know, once he got through talking about, about the loss against Ohio State, um, he was at, you know, I asked, I asked him, I said, what's, what's up with the, the Alabama stuff? Yeah. You know, cause it was out there and I texted him. It came out, started coming out Thursday night. I texted him Thursday night. I texted him again Friday morning. He could have put the kibosh on it right then, but, uh, um, you know, and I get it. Coaches don't do that, uh, you know, right away, but, but he did. And, and he said that he wants to be at Iowa State. He wants to be the best Iowa State basketball coach that he can be. He loves Ames. He loves the community. He loves Jamie Pollard. Loves, um, you know, Iowa State. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and, and he wanted to be here. Um, and he said, "End of story," or, or, or something, or something along those lines. Uh, he said, "There is no story." There is no story. Yeah, yeah. it was very matter yeah. of fact. It was. I, I thought so too, but but yet, not you know, And I wrote believes- that, and you wrote that, and <laughs> we all wrote that, and not everybody believed it. But I guess there's going to be people out, doubters out there. But you know, those people out there who are the doubters aren't the people, are the people that aren't sitting in the press conferences, yeah, like yeah. you and I are every day aren't around the basketball team every day like we are don't get to see steve prome every day or talk to him every day like mm-hmm. we do and we can see in his eyes we can tell from his body language when he's being truthful with us yeah and and i got the impression friday night after after a horrible loss a yeah. horrible loss so i was they played so poorly they were they were still almost in the game yeah um you know they still could have won but um, I, I could see in his eyes right there, and I don't know if you could or not, but I could see in his eyes right there that, that he's sincere when he's saying, yeah, I he, want to be the best Iowa State basketball coach I can be, and I hope I'm here for a long time. I don't think – I don't know if coach is capable of, like, just directly lying to you. No, I I, I mean, maybe about, all, like, an injury they, or they, like, I think they all go to a course at some point, read, read the same book or something about deflect. Correct. Maybe. Absolutely. And that, to me, is different than just blatantly right. lying. Yeah. And, like, I, I don't view when a coach is, like, trying to hide an injury. Like, that's part of the gamesmanship of the – And that's going to have to change when they go to gambling. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You're absolutely right. But, like – the way he answered it on Friday night, I mean, I, I thought that it just answered everything. It slammed the I thought it, if, if yeah. the door was open for Alabama, he slammed it. And and it's not like 
we started these rumors. No. Um, it was credible people. It was Correct. an Alabama newspaper. It wasn't somebody in their mother's basement tweeting. Mm-hmm. Um, it was it was an Alabama newspaper. It was Jeff Goodman. It, it was Jeff Goodman. It was national people. Mm-hmm. National people doing it. So it was, it's not like you and I were starting that were starting that rumor and I saw the stuff about we were the reason. We were one of the reasons they lost because it was a distraction oh, yeah. and blah, yeah. blah, blah, you know, and, and uh, well, it's, that's and laughable. It, it becomes complicated when you're on the uh, the side of the media because I mean I was with you we were mm-hmm. having pizza together mm-hmm. when the first Alabama thing surfaced because they had lost mm-hmm. yeah. in the NIT and it, I mean it wasn't an hour after that when um, the man. yeah and they started writing about the potential of the buyout mm-hmm. with Avery Johnson and then um, stuff starts putting pieces in and it's a logical assumption to make. It, Steve Prohm in Alabama. He, absolutely. He went there. He was a team manager. Um, he interviewed for that he, job when Avery, when Johnson, Avery Johnson got the got job. It, I believe. And so, yeah, it was a logical assumption. And the, the thing that becomes tough in our position is that, like, when I log on to Cyclone Fanatic or you on your Twitter or whatever, this is what people are asking us about. This mm-hmm. is what people are buzzing about. And then when you write about it and you try and inform your audience, there's the section of them that are upset that you're right. writing about it. Yeah, so and, and, it's, but, a, it's a difficult line to... And we, but we know who... Correct. We know who, who when to write it and when not to write Absolutely. it. We know when it's credible. Yeah. We we know when when you know when it's being mentioned by 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 somebody credible. We know that. Goodman right? is, uh, and he was off on this one from, and I, yeah, I, I tweeted back at Jeff on. Which night would it have been Thursday? And I said, with all due respect, Jeff. And I, Jeff was the first boss I ever had in this business, by the way. When really? I was at Scout.com, he was my regional guy over me before he was okay. Jeff Goodman. So we go way back. Him and Dave Tellup back in the day, we, yeah. had, a, we had a fun yeah. little team. Um, anyways, um, Goodman. beside the point, I, I tweeted back at him and I was like, with all due respect, like I just, because I had start, I had a pretty good inclination that an extension was coming. Right. I think we all did. Yeah. Um, and he, he missed on this one, but again, it's a logical assumption to make when Steve's an alum from there, he was a manager from there, he still has a lot of friends in that athletic department. I know that he um, he's an Alabama football fan when, when the Cyclones oh are boy, playing, yeah. Steve. So like yeah. it, it did make a lot of sense, but I think that this actually makes more sense for Steve in a basketball-wise when you look at what Iowa State has coming back, even... Um, Let's say Wigginton and Horton Tucker are gone mm-hmm. on a worst-case scenario. Or one of the two, at yeah. least, yeah. I mean, they still have a really good core, and I know that Steve is excited about that freshman class that he brought in and some of the things that he thinks that they can even do next year. And Jamie's, Jamie Pollard, the athletic director, is not going to go willy-nilly half-cocked and, and, and just can somebody. You no, know? no, He's God, gonna, no. He wa- no, he, he wants to do the, the longevity thing. I mean, Correct. he wants as, as much as he can. And, and let's face it, right now, Iowa State athletics, they've got it going pretty well. Dresser was a national, a national or Big 12 wrestling coach of the year or something, one of those. He was the national, national coach, of the, coach year too. of the year. Yeah, he won both of yeah. those awards. You've got, you've got Matt Campbell, who's been two-time Big 12 conference coach of the year. They'll probably finish third in the Big 12 conference this year behind Texas and, and, and Oklahoma. And who knows, Texas plays here in Ames. So maybe he can finish second and get to the Big 12 championship game. You've got the Iowa State men, the Iowa State women. You've got, you know, volleyball's always been good here. I mean, it's... 
it's, it's Iowa a, State. It's pretty good. If you're an Iowa State fan, you're 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 living, you're eating pretty pretty good right now. Yeah, I don't think since I've been around at least that it's ever been this consistent like yeah. across the and, board. And, and but once you start tinkering around with the head of the snake, like in basketball, yeah. it'd be Jamie or it'd be it'd be Prom. Um, yeah, then then you then you start a spiral that you don't want to get into. Like you brought up before we went on the show, what did you bring up? You brought up. Kirk Ferentz. Yeah, I did. I mean, I thought my point that this is the one thing I've learned over the years of just following sports in Iowa is just how important continuity is. And if you look at Ferentz, like the, the turnover on his staff is next to nothing. Mm-hmm. I mean, guys retire. It's very rare that guys are leaving to take jobs, like similar jobs in other spots. And I, I think that, you know, if Kirk were sitting here with us, he'd credit a lot of that to their – they they haven't had like they had the one twelve and zero year. They've had some really good seasons where they finished in the top ten and done all that. But they haven't had the too many lows, right? And right? they've got the, the they've con- had a couple. It's a continuity thing. But, just yeah, like and they bounce like, back. There's consistency there. Like Matt's got going with the football staff. Yeah, I mean, they you know Tom Manning went off and did his did his you know got his NFL fix out of the way. Um, like Fred went that. off. Like Fred yeah. went off and got his NBA fix out of the way. Um, yeah, yeah, and 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 Prom's assistants. You know, a couple of those guys have been there for for a while, and um, you know, Dresser is just getting his stuff going here. But those guys are. are, are just, Entrenched, so yeah, it's it's a it's a it's a good formula. Now, is Steve a perfect coach? No, 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 not at all. Do we have questions to the way the whole Linda Wigan thing was the Wigginton thing was handled? Yeah, this winter, I think there's absolutely fair questions. We absolutely, we do. Do we still have questions about Cam Lard and how that situation? You know, I think I know that situation. I think I do. I think Steve Prom has taken it has taken Cam under his wing. And I that's going to so be too. Cam's project, or that's going to be Steve's project. I think it's more of a human aspect yeah. at this point, and than that's that's. Cool. That's another another check mark in the plus side. Yeah, I think if that was strictly a basketball deal, Cam Lard would have been gone, a, been long gone a long time ago. Been gone a long time ago. Yeah, yeah. And so, and so, I think when 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 Steve has his talks with the players about you know his um, about what they're you know what he wants them to work on during the off season and. And, you know, if they have questions about the pro stuff, I think he'll be straightforward with them. I think he will, he will, I know he will bring up Deontay Burton. Remember Deontay Burton? Absolutely. After, he was after a different junior man. year, he, was it junior year? He, he did it. He, he, he tested, he, he, he sought feedback or whatever, and nobody was interested at that point. Well, and we all thought Deontay was crazy. Yeah. We're like, that guy's never going to be a pro. Right. And, and look now. what Steve did for him. Yeah. Look what Steve did for him. They got together. They got on a program during the off season. Abdul Nader's and, same, and, similar exactly, conversation. Exactly. So, so yeah, I mean, so I, I think the whole thing, and Jamie Pollard sees all that. And, and so it's, it's, it's certainly worth the, he got three more years so through two, June, 2000. 25 we haven't seen the terms of the um of the rest of the contract yeah a lot of people asking about that and that'll yeah, we, probably will be a couple of weeks he, the, before the, we the, get that the the contract that he signed in march 2017 was for two million a year fifty thousand dollar raise every july 1st so he's already up the so the next july the last july 1st which would have been 2018 he it was up to two million 
fifty thousand dollars, whatever that would be, I think, and then and then you know the next July first, whenever that is, couple whenever July is, I don't even yeah. know what month this is. Uh, but, uh, yeah, we're be still a, in a, March. Yeah, yeah, okay, <laughs> we are. I understand. Yeah, I, I mean understand. they'll get another fifty thousand dollars raise. What, and, I was shocked and, when I found out it was only Tuesday. I thought it was like oh, Thursday yeah, today. Jeez, no, but any but anyway, good move for Iowa State. Good move for Steve Prom. Good news for the basketball program and good news for Iowa State fans. Yeah, I, I think so too, and I, I think that. Another thing with the continuity, I think that it's important for Pollard specifically, and he's talked a lot about this. It's just I know that Steve and Matt Campbell have a great relationship. Mm-hmm. I know that um, Bill Finley is a guy who both of those guys lean on a lot. I, I think in, in Dresser's kind of indoctrinated himself into that group. And wouldn't you like to be on the bus? Oh yeah, and on the on the, the tailgate. Yeah, just be a bus? fly on the wall. Oh, be great. God. It'd be great. Oh. I think that's important to Pollard specifically, though, yeah. when he's you know kind of molding his athletic department. And I think that you know Jamie's been here what? 15 Jamie's years? been here. Uh, six, he's on his sixteenth or seventeenth. Yeah. So I think that it's you could kind of see it in that release too that he put out today. That I mean that that there's a greater goal in mind, mm-hmm. and that that's part of it. One, somebody told me, and I I don't have any reason to doubt him. That when I when when the Iowa State basketball team was going through its end of the season funk, um, that I don't know who reached out to who. I don't know how that situation happened, but but Steve Prohm and Matt Campbell talked, and um, from what I from what I was led to believe, Matt Campbell said that that how he you know how he handled that was was um, and maybe it was just during a conversation at a function or something. I don't know, but anyway, Campbell said to the to his players once in the locker room this is on you this is on you guys if you want to turn this around you're good enough players to turn it around get your butts out there and start working hard and do what we tell you to do mm-hmm. he put it right on the players and you know obviously they responded and i think that's what probably what steve did you yeah know, they they got they went through their yeah, stuff about you know what i think uh michael jacobson was kind of telling us about that in kansas city and yeah um, yeah it was it's cool yeah um, I, I um now the story goes to Horton Tucker and Wigington and yeah and and that'll be an interesting summer. I mean I I know what the mock drafts say. I just um you know I I, I think that it'd be an uphill climb. I mean the, the the Horton Tucker has so much potential and I think he's a future NBA guy. But any uh, I don't know. What do you think? Do you, I know I th- I think so too. Do you, do you think that either but one not, of those guys will go? I, 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 I let's start with Horton Tucker. Okay. I think he goes through the process. He he, he should. He, he should. He, yeah. he you know that'd be very wise to do that. Go through the process and get somebody else's opinion, and then let that opinion come back and let somebody else tell you that that you need to redistribute your body. You know, mm-hmm. some stuff on your some weight on your body. You need to get harder, firmer. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and, look, and then once again, Steve Prom can flip in the the Deontay Burton before and after. Um, you know, and 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 and. You know, he can get the feedback to say when you go to the basket, be a little bit more controlled and don't try all that, that, that funky stuff that worked in, in Chicago because it ain't working here. Mm-hmm. Um, or at least during the conference season. It worked in a non-conference no. season. And Linda Wigginton, and then, and then hopefully the Taylor Norton Tucker makes the decision that's right for him. Um, um, you know, and if it's come back, then, then come back and dedicate yourself to having the best Sophomore season, you could have Linda Wigginton. That's a whole different. That's a whole different deal. I don't know how. Um, I know he said all the right things, but I don't know how overjoyed he was about coming off the bench um, after coming back. I don't from think his he was. Injury. No, I don't. I don't either. And he don't, certainly has seemed to be more bought in 
Yeah, he said all the right the stuff. The yeah. But he still needs to work on defense. He's wonderful offensively when he's yeah. under control and not dribbling under the basket and trying to pretend like he's Taco, whatever his last name is. Quickly, I, we haven't talked about the game on Friday night. I mean, it was kind of a – you know, I, I walked out of there. I talked with Ross in detail about this yesterday, but I just I didn't feel like Ohio State was very good. No. I mean, I felt like – I mean – you know, like, I, I had a different feeling than the women's game last night. The women's game, like, I left, like, I, I think in both scenarios, the men and the women both did not play well. It was one of their worst games of the year for mm-hmm. both of them. With the women's game, I was like, well, that Missouri State team really earned it. Like, that, you know, I tip my hat to them. Like, they really right. played one of their best games. They beat Drake two out of three times. Yeah, it's so. a good team. With Ohio State, I was just like, I was not impressed. Yeah. And it was kind of a disheartening I thought Iowa State defended well. I th- they they played hard. They just I don't know, it was a really blah. They couldn't shoot. I mean, yeah. when you're not shooting it then when you're not shooting well then that then you tend to get down on yourself and when you get down on yourself you tend to let down a little bit on defense. And and Ohio State had a night a mismatch nightmare for Iowa State. Caleb Wesson. I mean, mm-hmm. I was there were there was one Stretch during the second half, I believe. I mean, he was just batting a ball. It was the, the first ten minutes of the second. First half. ten minutes of the yeah. second. Half. I mean, he every he was just batting it. You know, it was just one on one with himself, batting a ball against the backboard. I mean, yeah. Iowa State could do nothing. And you wonder too, um, at, when I went back and watched the game, if Cam Lord wouldn't have picked up that cheap second foul yeah. in the first half because you felt like he was getting a little bit of momentum down low and it could have changed some things a little bit for Iowa State. But nonetheless, Iowa State uh, not a good uh, not a good look though. In the think tournament. about this one. Iowa State's got all summer to, to, to think about all this, you know. So, And they tinkered with it a little bit, and it didn't work, playing two bigs. Do you think, yes. do you think that Condit, Condit coming along – Condit may be the best pro prospect on this team in a couple of years. I think him and Hal Burton are. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But, but Condit, if he, if he can get a, little, get a little more meat on his bones, you know, and improve the way from, from – and improved this summer the way he improved from game one to game however many, 33, whatever it was. Um, you know, I wonder if they get to the point where they could play two bigs. I think that they, they will. Which they need to do. Yeah, sometimes. I, they have to have that option. I did least. a long profile on Condit um, yeah. last week, and one of the things that I was able to learn. So when he came into town, he was 205. Mm-hmm. He's up to like 222, and his goal is to be at 230 mm-hmm. by the end of this summer. So that show, I mean, that's a lot of bulk for – a guy who is six foot ten, like I mean that. Right, but he's, he's got the gone. body, he's got the frame for it, though, and he yeah. can do it. I and mean, now he's got to grow into it. You know, it'd be interesting too for our listeners who are really geeky about this stuff to go back <laughs> and watch when he played for Team Puerto Rico last year. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, and you saw a different style of game from him that you never got to see from an Iowa State uniform. I mean, he was more of a stretch four mm-hmm. for that team, and he was shooting threes and he was doing all kinds of stuff. And you wonder. If he can kind of bring that to the table next year, how that could change Iowa State as well? Maybe because they didn't need him to do that this year Correct. because they had all those other guys cranking. But away. I'm saying if I and I do, I'm with you, Randy. I think that they'll probably play with two bigs. They're going to try. I They're think gonna next try. year. Yeah. And if but if he can come out and and do that, right? It really Somebody's going to have everything. to take that Shayak spot. And I'm not saying be the be the be the scorer type guy, but um, you know if if they can get. Condit 
and people, you know, people sometimes forget that Jacobson's coming back too. Jacobson, yeah. Lard, somehow mesh them together so they can get two of the three of them on the court when they need it and, yeah. and playing well. They don't have to do it all the time, but when they need it, yeah. then then maybe Iowa State beats Ohio State. Yeah, that was a really just a not not that fun of a basketball game to no. watch on Friday. That was a stuck in the mud. And then uh, real quick, too, uh, you did a nice profile on Bill Finley, I thought. Um, good job on that. What did you think of last night with the Iowa State women's game? That was a – I can tell you being on the play-by-play broadcast, yeah. it, was a, it, was a, it was a crusher, man. I, I just felt so bad for that group of young women. They've been so much fun to watch this year. I, I, have, I mean, I haven't – I don't think I've ever in, in my entire – Sports life enjoyed watching a team more than that group, and they're so much fun to be around. And it, uh, just a crushing, crushing loss. The very little that I was around this team, which was, I'm not saying I was around the team a lot. I mean, no. I was around it very little. But you know, Mondays when they have yeah, press conferences, there. I'm always in there, and, yeah. and you know, I've been to three or four games. But, but um, yeah, these, I mean, these guys. Um, um, who was on the podium? Carlton and and, and Alexa and, and Middleton. Alexa Middleton yeah. yeah, on on the podium afterwards. That was that was legit. Oh. That was that was legit. That was that was that was tough. Um, yeah, and, and and Missouri State was underseeded. They were. I mean, mid major mid major good team underseeded. Iowa State, but, um, but that nonetheless, if Iowa State's hitting two for whatever it was, two for seventeen, two three, for eighteen from two, three, two for eighteen from three point range. It, it, when's the last time that happened? Well, and Bridget, I mean, they're lucky she was all world last night. Right. She, yeah. 31 points at tied a school record. They were passing up open shots in the corner, and Bill, and Bill, God love him, he was screaming at them, shoot it, shoot it, shoot it. I don't know. They, they maybe watched Tyrese too much. The, I don't know. I'll tell you about that team, and I've, um, I've seen it a few times in their losses. It's usually. They kind of are who they are about the sec- middle of the second quarter. Yeah. You can either tell, they're, okay, this is a game where they're going to hit 14 threes. Yeah, right, yeah. Or this is going to be a game where they're really off, and they just they couldn't snap out of it last night yeah. on offense. And they even more than the threes, they missed, I bet, close to 10 layups. Well, how many 50-50 balls did they not get? Yeah, it, it, was, a, it was a tough loss. But it, it, give credit, uh, Missouri State, yeah. that was as great of a women's basketball arena and I mean, in the Midwest, as you're going to find, it was spectacular. And I mean, a Missouri State had a whole they, ton they of didn't, fans. They didn't even flinch. No, I know that team was. They were loose. They were ready to go. And every time Iowa State would hit a shot, Missouri State would come back and just knock down the yeah, three. Yeah, exactly. It like. Every time, yeah, Iowa State would get within three or four uh, or two or whatever it is, and yeah. bam, they goes down Jeez. the other end and into three pointer or something. Well, um, with that, uh, we wrap up our. Um, kind of sports season but then um with spring football starting right now we're right back it's at never it. a wrap-up when's um uh, the realignment chatter start oh we can do that in june july we gotta get to going with the realignment stuff we'll do that in june all right uh you get out of here and then uh tommy birch will join me for segment two he's randy peterson with the des moines register um tommy birch will be in we'll talk about pro day iowa state spring football and we'll do that when we come back here psycho and insider with the register here on 1460 kxno Everything you need to know about Iowa State. It's Cyclone Insider with the Des Moines Register, powered by G Mig's Fifth Street Pub on 1460 KXNO. Welcome back to segment two of Cyclone Insider here with the Des Moines Register on 1460 KXNO. Uh, Randy Peterson was in on segment one, really hammered out the Steve Prome contract extension. Um, let's, let's do a little 
football now with Tommy Birch. Uh, real quick, we Randy and I just touched on the the women's basketball season coming to an end last night. You've been around that program a lot. Uh, d- tough loss, man. That's really tough. I mean, if if it kind of reminds me a little bit of the men's game where yeah, the games played out similarly. Yeah, where um, not the exact same way. I you know I think when it came to the men. You're like, man, Iowa State's just a far superior team than Ohio State. You know, Ohio State's not that great of a team. When it came to the women's game, you look at Missouri State and you're like, man, that's a that's a really good team. But still, if Iowa State plays even close to as well as they could play, they should be able to beat them. But it's 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 almost a little fitting of most of Iowa State's losses where Bridget Carlton just plays out of her mind. And she doesn't get much help. If she would have gotten any other help, just a little bit more from Ashley Jones or something from Madison Wise or um, more from Kristen Scott, maybe a little bit more scoring from Alexa Middleton. Middleton played well. They would have won that game. It's amazing they shot two for 17 from three-point range. When have they done that? No doubt about that. It uh, it It was a rough deal. Last night, but uh, nonetheless, a really um, successful season overall when you objectively break it down. All right, Tommy, pro day was today for Iowa State, and it was a little different pro day. I mean, um, a lot of uh, scouts, a lot. Were there any GMs? Did we see any GMs? I didn't see any, but we're kind of marked off pretty pretty well yeah they're really uh, yeah you're not you're not kidding there we got kind of pushed over to the side today but that's what happens when you're better though and there's more going on the nfl network was following around akeem butler and david montgomery they've kind of pinpointed both those guys as obviously early draft picks but also pretty uh amazing success stories too and rightfully so what what stood out to you um as far as uh and i know you talked to mel kuyper earlier today as well i mean do we have we learned anything about these two guys like with pro day today numbers like that or anything or is it still just kind of a guessing game at this point? me i think right now it's still a guessing game um both those guys the real work for them is going to be just the interviews that's yeah. where a team's going to have to really fall in love with them because i think they both perform well at the combine david montgomery um, the the tough thing when it comes to David Montgomery is you have to watch the film to truly appreciate what a good running back he is because the measurables aren't going to be anything, oh my God, crazy, where kind of like Akeem Butler, you look at him and you're like, man, strength, size, yeah. even the speed he showed at the 40, the combine, those things are going to jump out at you immensely and say, wow, that guy could be an elite wide receiver. Um, I think the most important thing for Akeem Butler today was um, showing consistency, catching. Yeah. That's actually the thing Kuiper had said to me when it came to Akeem Butler. He loves his size. He loves his athleticism. And he even liked his speed they showed at the combine. But he's got to be more consistent catching the football. And, you know, I... I think that was a little bit of a struggle at the combine for Butler, and he had kind of said today um, he thought he improved on that at Pro Day because it helps that you've got your quarterback there, Kyle Kemp, throwing passes. There's um, a little bit more comfortability not only being in your practice facility but catching balls from your guy as well. 
Yeah, um, the the one thing that stood out to me, just the stark difference, and it's not a criticism or anything like that, it's just the stark difference of David Montgomery and Hakeem Butler. You have one guy who is just very cerebral in everything that he says or doesn't say, and then Hakeem, that, and that's David Montgomery, and Hakeem loves the moment. Like, he's loving this draft process. Yeah. He's having he, a great he time. He doesn't shy away from anything. No. I like how... He's great. Um... Uh, you know, we asked him, who do you think the best wide receiver in the draft is? And he was like, Keem Butler, Iowa State, number 18. Like, maybe you heard of him. I mean, we've been watching you all season. I mean, um, Kuiper did think he is one of the top 10 wide receivers in the draft. I don't think there's really any question about that. That's probably not a huge shock. It's just a matter of... um you know, where in that second level of wide receivers. It sounds like he's probably not going to climb into the first round. Um, he's probably a second-round guy. But, um, hey, this is a good um, conversation for Iowa State football where it's 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 such a deep um, Iowa State class for possible prospects that we're not even talking about Brian Peavy. I don't think Brian Peavy is going to get drafted. He could, but he's going to end up in camp with somebody, and he's probably going to make a team, too. And at one point, two years ago, Brian Peavy probably would have been the story that we're talking about on Iowa State's Pro Day. Cyclone Insider with the Des Moines Register here on 1460 KXNO. Uh, Tommy Birch joins me. Um, real quick, the Steve Prohm contract extension. Do you have any thoughts on that? Um, Three years. It uh, goes to 2025. Yeah, I mean, it's good news for uh, probably more for Steve Prohm on the recruiting trail. I mean, I think yeah, that's we, a lot of what extensions are for. Yeah, I mean, for us, I think we had very low doubt that um, Steve Prohm was going someplace else. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't say slam the door shut when it came to what he said. Pretty close. Um, but, yeah, yeah, but he definitely shut the door pretty hard. And probably the only reason why I think he didn't slam the door, it wasn't by anything he meant to say. It was probably just us, how we interpret every little word. But yeah, um, this shows he's staying here. He wants to stay here. Iowa State wants him to stay here. And now... The, the uncertainty of this Alabama job can't really be used uh, against him on the recruiting route. Yeah, um, I wonder, too, um, just with, um, you know, women's basketball and wrestling, and, uh, I mean, it was a really banner year right? I mean, for Iowa State. I mean, I, I don't think that any of them – football lost its bowl game, and both teams had earlier exits in the tournament that they wanted to. But it was still like when you look back, it was a really strong season for Iowa State. And I wonder if we might be getting to the point where you could see a dresser extension, stuff like that. I mean, I, I think it would be something worth keeping an eye out for. Yeah, I mean, he – you know, when it comes to Iowa State wrestling, they certainly expe- ex- exceeded their expectations, too, where I think a lot of people expected to see some solid improvement for those for those guys this year, but probably not the rate that they had this season. Tommy, uh, always appreciate your time. You should. What? Uh, you're darn right I should, <laughs> and there's not a day that goes by where I don't remember that. Uh, are you ready for the off season? Yeah, you, you know, it's kind of hanging out at Principal Park. Yeah, it kind of hit me last night during the press conference. <laughs> I was like, man, 
basketball season's kind of done. I mean, I had one more um, story to write, I think, at one in the morning, kind of writing about Bridget Carlton's yeah. legacy. <clears throat> but um, Which I is mean, an incredible one. Yeah, I think to a certain degree it's amazing that everything she accomplished, I still think there isn't going to be a level where Iowa State fans fully appreciate everything she did. because, And I don't know if that's because Iowa State just didn't have that deep run into March like they could have, um, or just they they just overlook her. I don't know. I think a lot of fans do appreciate everything she did and accomplished at Iowa State, but I don't know if everybody really took the time to fully appreciate just how special of a player she was while she was here. Thanks, man. Thank appreciate you. it. We'll be back next week. All right, uh, he's Tommy Birch. I am Chris Williams. Coming up tomorrow night, we'll have another uh, episode of Fox Central with Chad Leistico and Mark Emmert. I'm sure there'll be a lot to talk about on that one after Iowa's dramatic game on Sunday, getting down 25 in the NCAA tournament to Tennessee and fighting all the way back. Just really an incredible basketball game all the way around. Um, They've got spring football going on in Iowa City right now as well. So the sports might be done, but the stories are not, and we'll be here with uh, Cyclone Insider coming up next week here on Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO.